so thankful for this opportunity to worship. And today, um, for our word today, we'll be in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, as we continue uh, with our theme, Growing People to Reach the Lost. Growing People to Reach the Lost. We're in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Y'all, we are working diligently to continue to update our technology. So now we have the church name on the feed, and next we're going to be getting the sermon title and the points there and also the scripture. So we're working behind the scenes to get these things so we can continue to grow and get better in this production. But we want to uh, draw your attentions today to Mark chapter 15. I mean, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 15 uh, at verse 16. And it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who he's talking about is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Today, I would like to speak to you from the topic, what is hindering you from sharing the gospel? What is hindering you from sharing the gospel? What is hindering you from sharing the gospel? As I was working on his sermon, I was reading articles about sharing the gospel. And I came across this, this study that I found from Lifeway. And Lifeway is a resource center, but they also do studies as well. And this Lifeway did a study in 2012 with churchgoers. They did a study on 1,600 churchgoers. And they gave them some questions, and, and, um, and they had to answer and gave them surveys where they, where they had to answer. And what they found out in this study is that 61% of the 1,600 churchgoers did not share their faith. 61% out of the 1,600 churchgoers, and these churchgoers range from all ages, from children to adults, and, all, um, and also uh, range from those who uh, went to church once a month to those who went to church every Sunday. And out of these 1,600 churchgoers, Lifeway um, uh, a study showed that only 61% of these 600, 1,600 churchgoers shared their faith. They, only 61% went out and, and witnessed to the, to the lost or, or went out and, and shared the gospel of Jesus Christ, 61%. Now, I don't know about for you, but, but for me, that was, that was shocking. I, I, I thought it would be more people sharing their faith, but what really grabbed me and, and saddened my heart is because 81% of the 1,600 churchgoers, 81% of the 1,600 churchgoers knew 
that it's their responsibility to share the gospel, but 61% didn't do it. That, that, that's astonishing to me. That, that, that 81% of those churchgoers knew that they, they, they had a responsibility to share the gospel and they did not share it. 81% knew that, that they were called as a church, that the, the mission of the church is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to share your faith, to let people know about Jesus Christ. And 81% knew that, but refused to do it. 81%, 61% never shared the gospel, never shared their faith. And I, and I asked this question when I was reading that, what, what hinders us from sharing the gospel? What, what, what hinders you? Sister Powell from, from sharing the gospel. What hinders you, Sister Hicks, from sharing the gospel? What hinders you, Brother Howard, from sharing the gospel? What hinders you, uh, Brother Tillman, from sharing the gospel? What hinders you, Shorty, from sharing the gospel? What hinders you from, from sharing the gospel? What, what, what is that, that that hinders you from, from sharing the gospel? If you was in this, this, this study, what, what would be your hindrance from sharing the gospel? Because over the last couple of weeks, throughout this month of January, we learned that, the, that, that we all are to, to share our gospel. All, we all call, all believers are called to share the gospel. We learn what the gospel is. In simple form, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood. We know what the gospel is. We learned that the mission of the church is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to share the gospel. We learned that, that we are called to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. We learned that we are to go out and, and let people know about Jesus Christ. But what hinder us from sharing it? Because although we know these things, Although we know that we are, we are called to share the gospel, we know that we are, we are chosen to share the gospel, we know that our responsibility is to go out and share the gospel, we still got people that are hindered from sharing the gospel. And what hinders you from sharing the word of God? What hinders you? What hinders you, Sister Washington, for letting people know about Jesus Christ? What hinders you, Sister Murray? What hinders you, Sister Barbara, from from sharing the gospel. What hinder you, Sister Gretchen? What hinder you, Lena, from, from sharing the gospel? What hinder you? What hinder you, Brother Bowling, from sharing the gospel? What hinder you? What hinders you from, from sharing the gospel? Because we know that we are called. So here in this text, and I'm going to have you flip with me. I'm going to have you flip with me, Sister Beverly. I'm going to have you flip with me today. Because there are some things that I want to look at that hinder us from sharing the gospel. There are some things that I want, there are four things that I, I want to look at. And these four things, don't, they don't have, um, they're not in order, not in sequence of order. It's, uh, it's, it's just some things that I, that I believe that hinder us from sharing the gospel. But it, although there are more, but, I, but for the sake of time, I just want to look at four things that hinder us from sharing the gospel. Four things that hinder us from sharing the gospel. The first thing we, I, I, I believe that hinder us from sharing the gospel is the fear of being rejected. The fear of rejection. And we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Luke chapter 10, verse 16. I believe the first thing that, we, that hinder us from sharing the gospel is the rejection, the fear of rejection. 
the, the fear of rejection. So many people refuse to share the gospel because you don't want to be rejected. You, you're afraid of, of being rejected. You're afraid, afraid of, of, of people rejecting what, what you're saying or what you have to say to them. So you, you refuse to, to share the gospel. And rejection is, is something that, that none of us like. None of us want to be rejected. I remember as a child um, when I was in elementary school and, and, um, and, and we was in um, Junior high school, not middle school, but we called it junior high school. We was in elementary school and junior high school, and we used to write them love notes to the girls. You remember that? Y'all remember that? And we say, uh, will you be my girlfriend? Yes. And we put yes and then put a box, and, and then we put no, and we put a box, and, and we, we'd send it to them, and then and we, we hoping that they check. We hoping that they check uh, uh, yes, but, but sometimes they come back no, and, and, and none of us want to be rejected. None of us want to be rejected, and we get that check mark. We look at that note, and we're so excited, and then we see no on there checked. Nobody want to be rejected. Some of you have been to some job interviews that you really, really wanted. And you, you had the, the criteria for you. You were qualified for it, but at the end of the day, you was rejected for someone else. And, and you felt bad. You felt um, upset. You felt uh, mistreated. You, you, you felt uh, dis you were disappointed because you were rejected for the job. Some of you have been re rejected for so many different things. You have been rejected by your parents, by, your, by your, your, your father and your mother and your grandparents. You've been rejected by your, your baby father or your, your baby mother. You've been rejected, and you, you're afraid of being rejected because none of us like to be rejected. But this is one of the things that hinder us from sharing the gospel is that we're afraid to be rejected. We're afraid of rejection. But you got to understand, when we share the gospel, that's part of it. We're going to be rejected. That's part of sharing the gospel. Every one of us in life, we're, we're, we're also, every one of us in life at some point will be rejected in some area. We're going to be rejected. But don't let rejection hinder you from sharing the gospel. Some of you have been rejected on, on your athletic team. Some of you have been rejected from college and, and schools that you apply for. Some of you have been rejected from getting your license to drive. But don't let that hinder, don't let rejection hinder you from sharing the gospel. Don't let rejection stop you from doing what God has called you to do. And a lot of us won't share the gospel because we're afraid of rejection. Rejection. We're afraid of being rejection. rejected. But watch this. Even Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, was rejected. Jesus Christ was rejected. Jesus Christ was rejected all throughout his 33 years here on earth. He was rejected. He was rejected by his, his brothers and his mother, I mean his brothers and his sisters in Mark chapter 6 verse 1. He was rejected. His own brothers and sisters rejected him in Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 6. Jesus was rejected by his family members. Jesus was rejected by the Jewish leaders. He was rejected by the Jewish leaders in John chapter 11, 45 through 47 and verse 53. He was rejected. 
all throughout the 33 years here on earth. He also is rejected by you and me. Not only was he rejected back then, but he's still rejected today. There are people who we share the gospel with that will reject Jesus Christ and reject it today. Even yesterday, some of us rejected Jesus Christ. When you say no to Jesus Christ, when you disobey Jesus Christ, when you don't follow the will of Jesus Christ, when you do what you want to do and not what he wants you to do, you reject Jesus Christ. So if he's rejected, don't you think you and I will be rejected? Says that this hinders us from sharing the gospel. Rejection. No one wants to be rejection, rejected. But watch this. Because we're in Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 16. As we look at this rejection. Fear of being rejected that hinder us from sharing the gospel. We are called to share the gospel. But some of the things, some of the things that we, the reason, um, some of the things that hinder us is fear of, of being rejected. It's fear of being rejected. Let's look at Luke chapter 10, verse 16. I told you you're going to flip with me. So what hinders you from sharing the gospel? One thing we see is that fear of being rejected. We don't want to be rejected. Fear of rejection. So here in Luke chapter 16, Luke, I mean, Luke chapter 10, verse 16, Sister Thor, uh, Dorothy, McGill's, the McGill family, and Luke chapter 16, I mean, Luke chapter 10, verse 16, sorry, and Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Luke chapter 10, verse 16 says this, he who hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. Now, this is Jesus speaking, Sister Dorothy. This is Jesus speaking, Marvin and, 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 and Monique. This is Jesus speaking here. He says in Luke chapter 10, verse 16, he says, He who hears you hears me, and he who rejects you rejects me. He says, you're not the one being rejected. He said, the ones who hear you Here's Jesus, although you speaking. See, what's happening is you speaking as a representation of Jesus Christ. And because you're speaking on behalf of Jesus Christ, which is sharing the word, those who hear you hear you. But the ones who reject you, Sister Chandra, the ones who reject you, Brother Calvin, the ones who reject you, Jackson, reject you, is not rejecting you. They're rejecting Jesus Christ. But ultimately, they're not rejecting Jesus Christ only. They're rejecting the Father who is God who sent us. So you ain't got to worry about being rejected. Guess what? Because I'm just doing what God called me to do. I'm just doing what my daddy called me to do. And my daddy says I got to be an ambassador for him. I got to tell people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I got to let people know I need to witness to them. So don't let rejection hinder you from sharing the gospel because you are not being rejected. Uh, God is being rejected rejected because ultimately we telling his word we preaching his word we letting people know about Jesus Christ so don't let rejection hinder you from sharing the gospel because you Sean is not being rejected as on God they're not rejecting you they rejecting God who sent you so that releases us oh I feel much better now that releases me 
that I know that, look, you ain't rejecting me. You're rejecting God. I'm just doing what God told me to do. I'm just going to do what God told me to do. And if you reject it, if you accepted it, great. If you don't, great, because I'm doing what God called me to do. So don't let rejection, fear rejection, hinder you from sharing the gospel. As we continue to look at this, as I pose this question, what hinders you from sharing the gospel? What hinders you? We see that fear of rejection is one of them that hinder us from sharing the gospel. The next one, we're going to be looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. The next thing that hinder us, another thing that hinder us from sharing the gospel is the fear of not knowing enough. The fear of not knowing enough. And we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. The fear of not knowing enough. All the time I hear, Sister Jennifer, all the time I hear Brother Parker and the Parker family, all the time I hear Brother Watson, Sister Watson, all the time I hear Andrea, all the time I hear Pastor Reeves, all the time I hear Tucker, that people say, Pastor Pew, I, I, I don't share the gospel because what if I'm asked some questions that I don't know? Deacon Dixon, I hear that all the time. What, what, what if I ask some questions? What if they ask me something that I don't know? So now you don't share the gospel because the lack of the knowledge you have about the Bible, you fear that you don't know enough about the Bible. So, so you don't share the gospel. You don't let people know about Jesus Christ because you're afraid of the questions they may ask you about the Bible that you don't know. So now you, you, you don't share the gospel because I'm, I'm afraid that, that, that they may ask me some question that, that I don't know about the Bible, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to share it. For me, sharing the gospel, although I know it's my mission, although I know I'm called to, although I know God has appointed me to share the gospel, but I'm not going to share it because maybe they're going to ask me something that I don't even know. So I don't want to look uh, like I don't know the Bible, so I'm not even going to say anything. No, that's the wrong way. That's the wrong way. Let me give you three solutions to this fear that hinders you from sharing the gospel. So this fear of, of not knowing enough. So you won't share the gospel because you don't know enough. Here's the first solution. The first solution is, watch this, y'all. Look at me, look at me. Everybody look at me. First solution, it's okay to say you don't know. That's the first solution. Don't let this hinder you from sharing the gospel because you don't know enough about the Bible. You don't know everything about the Bible. It's okay when you go share the gospel and they ask you a question. You say, hey, I, I, I don't have an idea. I don't have a clue. I don't know. It's okay to say you don't know. It's okay. I've been to school, study, biblical study, study theology, study all the doctrines. Still studying today, and there's still some questions about the Bible I don't know. And my members will tell y'all in Bible study, when we get in Bible study, some things say, I say, I don't know. It's okay to say you don't know. If you know everything about the Bible, I'm staying away from you. I'm sorry. If I meet anybody who know everything about the Bible, I'm staying away from them. Because now you're telling me you God. It's some things about the Bible that you will not know. So it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know about that. But what I can do is let me get your information, and when I get the answer, I will call you and let you know. 
I would do some research and let you know. When I was uh, applying for the position here at Clinton Baptist Church, and I was sitting before the, the um, pastoral search committee, there was a question that was posed to me um, by a young lady, um, Andrea Pickron, who was the administrator here. She posed to me a question. And the question uh, she posed to me, I'm not going to go through all the questions, but she posed to me a question. I said, I never heard that before. I never saw that. Um, give me the scripture, and I'll look it up, and I'll get back to you. And I, I, I immediately went home. When I went home, I looked it up, and, I, and some things that she said was, was, was a little off. And I went back and researched it, and I sent her the, this, whole, um, this, this whole email about, this, um, about that, that question she asked. And, and she was so happy to say, thank you for clearing some things up. Thank you for, for letting me know about this and, and understand this. And we had some dialogue with each other. And, but, but, but it's some things that you may not know, and it's okay to say, I don't know, but let me get back with you. Let me get back with you. And she was grateful that I took the time to research it and help her understand some things that I'd never seen that she brought to my attention. And we got to understand that we can't let our lack of knowledge about the Bible hinder us from sharing the gospel. Because it's okay. One solution is it's okay to say, I don't know, and I'll get back with you. Let me do some research. The second solution is that you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to grow. How many years are you going to use that, 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 um, that, that excuse? How many years are you, you going to use that, oh, I don't know enough about the Bible, so I'm not going to share it? That I, I don't, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not fluent in the Bible. I'm not mature in the Bible. How many years? You've been a Christian now, what? One year? Two years? Three years? Four years? Five years? Ten years? 15 years, 20 years, and you still say, I don't know enough about the Bible to grow, I mean, to share the gospel? You're allowing that to hinder you from sharing the word of God because, um, uh, and you've been a Christian that long? You're going to have to grow. The second solution, you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to grow in the word of God. You're going to have to mature. And that's what we're looking at now. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. That's the next scripture we're looking at as we look at this uh, fear of not knowing enough to hinder us from sharing the gospel. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, look what it says. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. At some point, in your Christian walk, you're going to have to get to a place where you can rightly divide the word of God. At some point, you're going to have to get to a place in your Christian maturity that you're going to have to grow, that you can rightly divide the word of God. Well, you can rightly divide the word of God to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. At some point, you're going to have to pick up your Bible, read your Bible on a daily basis, spend time in the word of God, look at the word of God, do some research and study in the word of God, read some things about the word of God where you can be equipped and mature to teach the word of God, to rightly divide the word of God so you won't have an excuse to hinder you from saying the word of God that I don't know enough. Here it is. You come in and say, this hinder us from saying the gospel. Oh, I don't know enough. Well, when are you going to grow? Well, when are you going to know? When are you going to spend some time in the word of God? When are you going to set some time aside to read the word of God where you may know? 
When are you going to know? When are you, when are you going to know the Romans road? When are you going to grow to be able to maturely divide the word of God to let people know about Jesus Christ? When are you going to know the elementary principles of the Bible, which talks about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood and ascension to heaven to sit on the right hand for you and me that we may have life? When are you going to know that he died on the cross and shed his blood for the remission of your sin and that he bore our sin in his body? When are you going to know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can get through the Father except to him. When are you going to know that John 3.16 said, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish and have everlasting life. When are you going to know that he says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. When are you going to know that if you have God, you Jesus, you have life, and if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life? says that we can't use that excuse. We can't keep using that to, to hinder us from, from not sharing the gospel. Oh, I, I don't know enough. So the first solution is it's okay to say I don't know, and I'll get back with you. The second solution is you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to grow in the word of God. You're going to have to spend some time in the word of God. The third solution to this, the, to this that hinder us, the fear of not knowing enough, the third solution is just tell them what you do know. Tell them what you do know. What do you know? That I was dead in sin, but now I'm alive in Christ. Tell them what you do know. That I was far gone, but now because of the death of Jesus Christ, I have life. Tell them what you do know, that I was out there and I was lunching and doing whatever the devil wanted me to do, but now I'm set free. My feet is on a good foundation, and I'm living in the will of God. Tell them what you do know, that Jesus Christ came into my life. I don't know all that Bible stuff, but I do know that Jesus Christ came into my life and saved me, that I'm not what I used to be, and I thank God I'm not where I want to be, but I ain't what I used to be. I am I'm thankful for what God has done for me. That's all I know. Just tell them what you know. Just tell them what you know. As we continue to look at this, question, what hinders you from sharing the gospel? We saw that fear of rejection hinder us from sharing the gospel. We see, we saw that the fear of not knowing enough hinder us from sharing the gospel. The third thing that hinder us from sharing the gospel is the way with that we are living. We're we afraid to share the gospel because we live in a different life. Watch this, watch this. We're we, we afraid of sharing the gospel, especially to our friends and our family, because we ain't living no different than the unbelievers. We, we, we out there doing the exact same thing the unbelievers doing. So now, instead of us being judged and criticized and ridiculed and, and called hypocrites, we don't want to share the gospel because, because they can call us out. We out there smoking and drinking like they doing, partying and sleeping with everybody like they doing. We shacking up and everything. We call ourselves Christians and still shacking up with men and women and doing everything the unbelievers do. And now we don't want to share the gospel because we're afraid they're going to call our sin out. So we, we, it hinder us from, from sharing the gospel because people know how we live it. And they quickly say, how you going to tell me about Jesus and you ain't living like it? So we don't want to share the gospel. 
So uh, the way we live and hinder us from saying the word of God. The way we live our life, the way we conduct our life, the things we doing, the appetites, the appetite that we have, the desires that we have, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye, the things that we do is hindering us from sharing the gospel because we don't want to be judged and criticized. So it, it hinders us from sharing the gospel. But watch this, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Because a lot of people won't share the gospel because the way they live it. The way they live it. And under no circumstances do the Bible ever require us to live a perfect life. But it says, please try. Please aim to live for God. You, you, you ain't even aiming to live for God. If you get tempted ten times, you, you give in nine times. No, you get tempted ten times, at least give in four times, not, all, not nine times. Says it's hinder us the way we live, hinder us from sharing the gospel. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 22. This is what it says. Look what it says. Because it's hinder us from sharing the gospel. The way we live hinder us from sharing the gospel. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 22. Look what it says. It says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you shall no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. The Gentiles is unbelievers. Don't walk as them. Remember, Paul, he is talking to believers in the church of Ephesus. He says, here's how they walk. In the fructility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to working, to work of all uncleanness and, and with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ that way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt, according to the deceitful lust. He says that you got to put off that old man. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you can't hold on to this hindrance that you can't share the gospel because of the way you live it. Because your life should be different than the other people. Your life should be different from the world, Brother Colger. Your life should be different from the world, Brother Brown. Your life should be different from the world, Brother Howard. Your life should be different from the world, Nay. Your life should be different from the world, Joshua and Tasha Dirk. Your life should be different, Sean. Your life should be different, Larry. Your life should be different from the world, Cuddy and Mumu, your life should be different from the world, Jeanette. Your life should be different from the world and when your life is different from the world, now you can share the gospel. You won't have a hindrance to stop you from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because you live in a different life from the world. We use this hindrance all the time. This is a hindrance that we have, Brother Bryant, this is a hindrance that we have all the time, Sister April. This is a hindrance, Dale. This is a hindrance, Vanessa. This is a hindrance because the way we live our life, we refuse to share the gospel because we're afraid people are going to call our sin out. So he says that we're supposed to live different. What we don't supposed to do is give the enemy and the enemy is non-believers, 
ammunition to fire at us about how we live. So when you don't live a life that is set apart, when you live in like unbelievers, when you conducted yourself in appetites and lifestyles that unbelievers do, what you're doing is giving them ammunition to, to fire at you and the kingdom of God to stop you from sharing the gospel. Here it is. It says, this is a hindrance. Because the way you live in your life hinder you from sharing the gospel. The way you live, Sister Ann. The way you live, Sister Sadie. The way you live is hindering you from, from sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is a hindrance that we see all the time that people refuse to share the gospel because the way they live it. So the question that was posed, what is hindering you from sharing the gospel? What is hindering you? From sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. What does hinder you from sharing your faith? Is it fear of rejection? Is it not knowing enough? Is it the way you live in your life? Or the fourth thing, I'm out of your way. Another thing that hinders us from sharing the gospel. Is that we believe that it's the responsibility of the leaders of the church. This is another thing that hinder you from sharing the gospel. You believe that it is the responsibility of the leaders of the church to share the gospel. So now you don't want to share the gospel because you believe that it's the responsibility of the pastor and the deacon. So now you don't go out and tell people about your faith because you say that ain't my job. That, that's a job for the, for the deacon. That's a job for the pastor. They should know how to do that. They the ones should do that. So now you don't share your faith because you believe that this, this is not my responsibility. This, this, is, this is the leadership responsibility. But turn to, to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, where we left, where we started at. Turn to Mark chapter 15. I mean, chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, where we started at. Here it is. Mark chapter 15, chapter 16, verse 15, says it like this. And he said to them, he is Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus Christ says. He gives the commission. He says, go into the world and preach the gospel to everyone. Jesus gives the commission to go into the world and preach the gospel. The commission is to preach the gospel. He is the commission. He commissioned us to preach the gospel at nowhere, nowhere in time does it say that he's talking to leaders only. Nowhere in time does it say he's talking to the pastors only. Nowhere in time does it say that he's talking to the, the under-shepherd only. Nowhere in the scripture does it say he's talking to the elders only. Nowhere in the scripture is he talking to the deacons only. Nowhere in the scripture is he talking to the ministers only. Nowhere in the scripture is he talking to the bishops only. No, he's talking to every one of us. He says our responsibility, he commissioned us, and he says our responsibility is to go preach the gospel to everyone. Our responsibility is to evangelize to everyone. 
one. This is not only a responsibility for the leaders, but it's also a responsibility for you. Now, what I would say is that the leaders should know how to share the gospel because they're leaders, but this is not a responsibility only for leaders. This is a responsibility for everyone. And we learned a couple of weeks ago that Acts chapter 1 8 tells us the mission of the church, that we go out and we to be a witness of Jesus Christ in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost. Jesus Christ, he in this text commissioned us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can't let the, uh, that the word of God should be shared only by the leaders hinder you from sharing the gospel because this call is not only to leaders, this call is to every one of us. Whoever have accepted Jesus Christ as they look. Lord and Savior, whoever has believed in their heart and confessed in their mouth that Jesus is Lord is responsible for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. You cannot keep saying the pastor job is, the deacon job is, the leader of the church job is. No, our whole entire life and our whole entire ministry as believers in Jesus Christ, whether you this small or you this big, whether you little or whether you big, whether you young or whether you old, whether you're a new Christian or old Christian, your responsibility is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only for the leaders, but for you too. God has called us here and commissioned us here that we speak and we let people know that Jesus Christ is the way, that he is the life, and He and, and that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We are called to be witnesses of him. So I come to you, and I ask you the question, what is hindering you? I'm sure that some of us, most of us, all of us can identify with one of these four things that, that hinder us at some point, or still today, from sharing the gospel. But I laid out for you, is it fear of rejection? That's hindering you from sharing the gospel? Jesus said it like this. Don't trip. Because if they reject you, they rejecting him. And if they rejecting Jesus, they rejecting the Father. So ultimately, he's been rejected, not you. Is it fear not knowing enough? There are three solutions. One, it's okay to say I don't know, but let me get back with you. Let me do some research and I'll get back with you. The second solution is you're going to have to grow. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, 15 says that we got to rightly divide the word of truth. The third solution is to tell them what you know, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, that you was lost, and now you found. That you had, you were on your way to hell, but now you're going to heaven. You are no longer condemned, condemned but you have life in Jesus because he died on the cross for your sin. Maybe because the way you live hinder you. Maybe because you live in a life that is still like the world, and that's hindering you from sharing the gospel. But we learned in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 22, that we ought to put off the former man, that we have to live a different life. We have to live a different life so, I, so we won't be hindered from sharing the gospel. And the last thing we learned that hinder us from sharing the gospel is that this is only responsible for the leaders. No, we learned that every one of us are required 
and have the responsibility to share our faith. So we looked at some things that hinder us from sharing our faith. Now that you know, are you going to be different? Now that you know, are you going to share your faith? Now that you know, are you going to let people know about Jesus Christ? What are you going to do? Always think about this. If God placed in your heart right now the cure for cancer, all cancer, he give you right now the cure for cancer, are you going to keep it to yourself? Because you're afraid you may reject, be rejected? Are you going to keep it to yourself because you're afraid people may not listen to you? Or are you going to go tell people that God has given you the cure of cancer? Today, you have the cure to change eternal souls who are dead, but they can't be made alive through the word and the belief and the faith of Jesus Christ. So what are you going to do? I don't know about where you are today. I don't know your spiritual state. But whoever on this line, whoever's on, on YouTube, on our website, on Facebook or Instagram, today is your day. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I'm excited that our, our theme is growing people to reach the Lord because I like sharing the gospel. I share the gospel everywhere I go. I love it. I like it. I love it. And I get to share with you again today. I don't know where you are in your life, in your spiritual walk. But today, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, this is a great day. This is a great day. This is a great day. I used to struggle with some of these things that's hindering me. But not no more. This is a great day. This is a great day to surrender to Jesus Christ. Why? Because you still have life in your body. See, let me tell you the story. That many, many years ago, God created a man named Adam and Eve. And God laid out his word for them. And he gave them instructions. But because they weren't obedient to the instructions, they were deceived by the serpent to disobey God's instructions. Man plundered into sin. Because of their disobedience. So God didn't leave us into sin. God didn't leave us there condemned. God didn't leave us there separated. God had a plan from the beginning. He said, I'm going to send my son, Jesus Christ, to be born by a virgin named Mary, to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, to be born in a manger around December. That he may be Emmanuel, God with us. And his whole purpose was to come. To be a sacrificial lamb. To die on the cross. To be that sacrifice for the sins of the world. Because there were no way, no way possible can we close the gap that was between God and man. But we needed that bridge. And that bridge was Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ, with joy, laid down his life for you and I. They didn't take his life. He laid it down. He voluntarily laid his life down to pay the penalty of sin for you and me. 
because we couldn't pay it. Because, see, it had to be righteous blood. It had to be blood that was righteous. It had to be blood that was forensically clean. It had to be blood that was shed, and the only blood that was worthy, huh? the only blood that was worthy, the only blood that, that was worthy to fulfill the righteousness of God, to fulfill the, the command of God, to fulfill your sin and my sin had to be the blood of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ shed his blood on that cross for you. He died on the cross for you and shed his blood, was buried in the bridal tomb, and it said on the third day, slept all that time, he died all that time, and on the third day, on that Sunday, he rose with all power in his hand. But the story ain't over. Watch this. Because not only did he raise with all power in his hand, he ascended up to heaven and he sat on the right hand of the Father. Oh, my God, that's good gospel right there. He sat on the right hand. See, the reason why you're not excited like me about him sitting on the right hand, because when he's seated, guess what? If he was standing, that means he'd still be a servant. If he was, if, 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 because he sat down mean that his job was finished. He wasn't standing. He was sitting because his job was finished. What job was that? That you and I may have eternal life. That you and I may have the, uh, the right to the throne room of God through the blood of Jesus Christ. So today, Jesus Christ has made it real for you. If you don't know him, you can have eternal life. What is eternal life? Forever. You can spend forever in heaven worshiping and praising God with, uh, in heaven because you believe in Jesus Christ. Or if you reject him, you're not rejecting me. This is the word of God knocking on your heart. This is not Pastor Pew. You're not rejecting me. So if you don't respond, I'm okay with that because you're rejecting God if you don't know him. But if you reject his word, your final resting place, if you die before you accept him, is hell, the lake of fire. So you choose. But God set this all up that you may have eternal life. Now, who wouldn't pick that? Who wouldn't pick eternal life? Who wouldn't put, pick heaven over hell? Who wouldn't pick that? You had the opportunity, and God made this uh, possible through his son, Jesus Christ. Today, what you going to do is your opportunity. You got to make a decision. It's your response. What are you going to do? Are you going to respond? Are you going to respond 